Hi guys, just a bit of a public service announcement before the podcast starts a proper. Uh, number one, we want to tell you to stick around because we have got a big announcement for Trek On. We have got our main guest announcement coming up uh, about 15 minutes into uh, the show. So make sure that you stick around for that. But also I did want to apologize because for some reason... Um, the software that we use to record our podcasts did not do a very good job in the first 13 minutes or so. So the audio quality isn't quite uh, up to what we would like it to be, uh, but it does get better after the 13 minute mark. So uh, please accept our sincerest apologies. Mm-hmm. And if it bothers you that much, get on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it bothers you that much, <laughs> give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Now, on with the show. Hello, this is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. Ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trackmate. My name's Wayne Emery. I'm Chew Talkins. Hello. Blimey, mate. Three. Think that was uh, like semi-professional at this point. I know we're doing well. We're doing well. We're doing well. That's the thing. Though the the uh, t- periods that we did have off were for good reasons. Sorting out uh, Trek on and sorting out yourself moving. Yeah. As well. It, so. it is amazing in, in, but, in a way that we we put it together to do these free consistent pods i'm glad as well it's it's a nice break from reality coming on here yes oh no definitely definitely well that's well, one thing about the pod is it, we both say we love definitely. what we do and that's that's why we do it that's why we put in the effort to put out what we do i mean hell now we're trying to put out as many things as we can on youtube as well so there's more and more unique content it's coming. true yeah there's lots more to come but uh we're doing well now i'm really proud of it uh I, i'm so happy with everything on the youtube channels it just in the numbers go up of the of the views of all the different types of videos we do um uh, the subscribers going up that's mm-hmm. that's awesome um well that's the thing is uh my, since the first of january we've uh we're only about 
five subscribers short of having added 300 in that period yeah, of time. Right. So it's, it's uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant. I know people are always uh, probably thinking they're talking about YouTube again. <laughs> but it's what we put a lot of effort into and we absolutely Well, yeah, that's it. it. If, you know, even if it's not something you would normally do, just go and check us out on there. It's worth it. You know, mm-hmm. if you enjoy this, if you enjoy listening to us two talking on here, but you don't normally go on YouTube, just check it out. Like, uh, I mean, we do our, we put our YouTube reviews on here about uh, a month mm-hmm. and a half or so later than, you know, we, we do that as a little treat for everybody and it's also a easy sort of episode for us. It's an easy filler as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff on there, you know, which we, which we work on the pod. Um, yeah, exactly. Like our new uh, trivia series, which started this week, just gone. So if, if you enjoy Trek trivia... Uh, the Trek Off is now on YouTube. It's its own uh, trivia video where we uh, put up 10 questions, uh, read them out, and it's just a play along, have fun, see how much uh, trivia you know. Yeah, it's a bit of fun is exactly what it is. Exactly, exactly. And that's every Monday now. So we're putting out a, a Trek Off every mm-hmm. Monday as well. So, uh, and obviously the reviews and I am going to bring back the nods yeah I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to contributing to it in my own way uh, keeping my eye out for stuff old and new or new and old no yep definitely and then also me and Judah always joke out this between ourselves but at some point we will be doing top tens we have the same conversation every week we're going to do it I'll finish my notes. Every week for about the yeah. last nine weeks. <laughs> yeah, top tens will and be all, all those other podcasts soon. out there that take themselves too seriously and would say like, "Oh, we don't listen to Trek, mate." Like if you if you put top ten videos out yeah. now, we know you listen to us. <laughs> we know you've stolen it. Yeah, if... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know who you are because you exactly, know you yeah. listen anyway. You know you're listening right now. <laughs> Yeah, so if we suddenly see lots of Star Trek top tens yeah. coming out, we're going to hunt you down. Yeah. Oh dear, but so, yeah, and there's absolutely, we've got tons of ideas of what uh, new stuff to do on there. And yeah, no, it's really, really paying off. People seem to uh, enjoy what's going up. So it's, yeah, I'm very happy with how you Yeah, I doing. enjoy the whole process of it, of, of being a, you know, content creator for. YouTube and, and I, I do look forward to the possibilities in the future. Like we have our, which I'll show you a plug in a second. Like we have our Patreon thing now. Uh, like we've set mm-hmm. that up to help us with the pod, you know. Um, but we will be able to do stuff with YouTube in future as well. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it, exactly because that that will help us get in decent equipment for produ- for producing higher quality stuff for. YouTube as well, and funnily enough, I did actually um, have a bit of a pickup today because I did think at some point in the future we are gonna do in video pods. In the thing is, whether we intend to at the moment, it will happen at some point. I would have thought it's YouTube, 
it's, it's so I'm sure we will end up uh, doing video pods. So what I uh, done is today I went and collected uh, five big boxes of Star Trek VHSs that someone yeah. was giving away. Because I thought I I will create a background of just Star Trek stuff, and I wanted to recreate my uh, like my from back oh. in the day, which was literally a wall. Yeah, that would chances. be good. Are you going to be alright? You're not going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, well, no, I probably set that up in the garage because our garage is actually on the bottom floor of our house, so oh, okay. I'll be able to set up a hidey hole. It's yeah, it's actually literally underneath our bedroom. So, um, yeah, I'll set up a hidey hole in there with some lights and shelves and whatnot when we do eventually get to that No, that's point. a great idea. One thing I've always thought of is the possibility of um, green screens for, for YouTube. You could, do, you could do that for the yes. pod, but you could do it yes. for so all I, sorts. Like when we're doing the the news and stuff, it would it would work very well. If you've got that stuff behind you, you, know, you can put whatever image you want. Yeah, well, that's the and, thing. I was think fully intending for like green screens. Yeah, yeah. I can see it happening one of these days. But yeah, most definitely. Just like the, the YouTube reviews. Yeah, no, I did fully intend to actually um, get some green screens at some point, but then also I think it would be good to have like a sort of backdrop of loads of Trekkie stuff, like the VHSs, the figures, the plates and whatnot, and then just for other videos, just pull down a green screen in front of it, so that then yeah, I, I think both are we good. can change it about as needed. Both are good for their for their own things, aren't they? But yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, no, at the moment I'm hunt, on the hunt to complete uh, all of the UK VHS releases, mm -hmm. and the guy that I got it off today was literally just giving away his collection, and he's got a good portion of the Deep Space Nines as well as some um, Voyagers and TNGs right. and also he had all of the Red Dwarfs on VHS yeah, cool. so that's the thing so I'm going to try and without spending any money other than petrol is to complete that collection. I think in this day and age you can do it where it, it's gone past the, the point of uh, the price being low to going high because they're rare. Like people just don't want that stuff anymore because of because of computers. Exactly, streaming. Yeah, you, you don't need that stuff. It's only if you are a collector or if you are a guy wanting to have a nice backdrop for a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because literally, I remember how brilliant my wall looked with all of these Star Trek VHSs literally taking mm. up a wall. But uh, it's like for practicality side of things, it's not practical whatsoever. No, it's not. But but for what I want, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it takes up some space. Yeah. So, well, I know if, if me and you, you know, if we had lottery money, we we both have similar sort of rooms in our house where you would just have everything, you know, of all, of all your passions, oh, all yeah. the franchises that that you love. Um. You'd probably even have different rooms dedicated to different franchises and just get as much stuff as you could in there. Oh, absolutely. I'd say one thing that I always wanted was 
Uh, I always wanted to own the TNG pinball. Yeah, I've, I've watched videos of that online, and I've always enjoyed the look of that. And in fact, you, at one time you could get it on um, Xbox 360 as a. Um, you can get it on Xbox One in one game, but it's now it's all paid now, isn't it? I was going to say when it was on 360, uh, you could get it for free, and it and it was like a replica of the the real one. Well, on screen. Well, you you can you can download and have like three or four free games at a time. So you can have a go on it on Xbox One without paying anything. But if you just want to be playing it lots, and you've got to pay for it. But yeah, no, that's oh, one uh, thing that I always loved. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to go and have a look at that. I'll I'll have to check that out tonight, as early as tonight. Yeah, I'll find out which uh, pinball game mm. it was and let you know. But yeah, no, I'm. Uh, so yeah, anyway, we've been busy with YouTube, and also we've also been. Uh, busy with other things as well before i talk on we'll remind you just in case if anybody wants to support uh, the channel please head on over to patreon and search for trekmate or just look in the description of this podcast because every penny that you guys can spare to support the channel is most appreciated and it will go towards uh, as we've said like equipment uh, as and when we can afford it so the, the more supports we get the quicker that will happen so, um, also, if you want to get your Trekmate merchandise, head on over to redbubble.com and search for Trekmate, or once again, look in the description below. Now, let's talk Trek. Okay, so, uh, obviously, everybody knows that tickets are on sale now to Trek on August 19th, Kings Langley, Hertfordshire. Uh, tickets are on sale for £12.50. Child tickets £6.50, under fives go free. Uh, we've obviously announced our initial guests of Paul Olsen, um, Guy Siner, um, John Carrigan, James Swallow, and oh, for Una McCormack. Okay. So those were our initial five guests, and they are absolutely fantastic guests. We are still getting closer to being able to announce our headlines. Um, we will announce... Uh, uh, as we're getting women. closer and closer to that and I, I know there might be people getting impatient because I've listened to the previous two pods today myself and I was just thinking I wonder if there's anyone thinking like just just spread it out but we, we just we can't but we are very 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 close especially with one which is one we well we're excited about all of them but um, we are and depending how close we get we will either now edit in <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as previous us had announced from two days ago when we hinted that we may have a guest announcement as we was 98.9% sure things were going ahead. Things have now struck 100%. Yes. We're so, so happy about this to, to break this news. Uh, we've just been joking back and forth. I, I'd said on Facebook a few days ago that this announcement is uh, magnificent, but your description was better. Oh, it's certainly a grand announcement. Exactly. The The thing is, when we first started planning Trek on, 
we were we're absolutely ecstatic about the lineup of guests that we've got already. Yeah. But there is one person that we both had in mind from day one. We did. We we had our sights set on on this particular person, so we're, we're so glad that uh, but we've come to an agreement. And and it's a, he's a great person as well as a great character on the show. Yeah. He it, that's the every single person that I have spoken to that has ever met him has told us what an amazing person he is. I've never heard anything shy of outstanding compliments about this guy. I totally agree. He's one of those guys who's uh, made an excellent reputation for himself on the convention circuit as just such a nice guy who people just love to talk to and he loves to talk to to you guys yeah exactly and to be honest i can't think of a more fitting headlining guest me too this one because he's so down to earth and as as you said just so warm so welcoming to the fans and i know that people will be happy to see him returning to the UK again. Mm-hmm. And th- I think the amount of excitement that was ca- running through both of us today when we finally got that absolute confirmation, uh-huh. I, I couldn't describe it. Couldn't describe yeah, we're it over the all. moon, aren't we? Absolutely we're... over the moon. I'm sure most people will have guessed who it is by now from our little clues, but sh- should we say his name now for our star guest for Trek on 2017? Yeah, the sixth guest to be headlining Trek on is the one and only Max Gradenchik. Boogie. <laughs> it's Rom. It's Rom, yeah, I'm so it's pleased. Rom. I'm and- so glad we got Rom. I cannot wait to get him over here. It's so, so exciting. And he's, that's the thing, Max has, I can't go into any details, but Max has gone out of his way to come to Trek on. He has. Such a nice guy. Like you say, we we can't, obviously we can't talk about our, you know, uh, circumstances and whatnot. Behind the scenes stuff, yeah, but... but what he, an excellent guy. That's the thing. He has gone above and beyond to come to the convention. He wants to come to Trek on, mm-hmm. which makes it so much, um, so much nicer to know uh, that he's uh, wanting to attend because we are equally as excited that Max is coming. Definitely, yeah. A lot of good vibes going on today, and we hope everyone is ecstatic as we yes. are listening to this today. Exactly. Whenever you're listening to this. Exactly. So remember your lineup so far for Trekon. We have got James Swallow, we've got Una McCormack, we've got Guy Siner, we've got John Carrigan, we've got Paul Olsen, and we now have Max Gradenchik. And Max will, Max will be signing uh, uh, anything you want. He'll be also selling signed photos, headshots uh, through the day, and he'll also be partaking in photo shoots as well. 
Yes. So um, it, we it, Max, it, we have sorted out the price for all of those. We we don't have all of the autograph prices, but if you want your uh, Max's autograph, uh, it will be fifteen pounds for an autograph. It will be ten pounds if you want him to sign one of your own things. So if yeah. you're not purchasing a uh, headshot. Like a uh, DVD or Blu-ray or something. Well, it be anything Blu-ray. really. It might, it might be Blu-ray, but it's not going to be a DS9 Blu-ray, unfortunately. No, it wouldn't be a DS9 Blu-ray. <laughs> not unless yeah. it's a copied one. Or... <laughs> no, exactly. So, um, yeah, so he'll be charging £10 for those. And if you want a photo shoot with Max, that will also uh, cost £15. So, yeah. we, uh, we are just so happy to be having uh, Max at the con. And Max will be taking part... Uh, in a uh, interview panel and mm-hmm. Q&A as well. Uh, and, and we've got him on board for uh, our cosplay competition as well. Yeah, Max will be one of the judges for the cosplay competition. Yep. So uh, he's getting stuck in there. He's getting absolutely stuck in there. And uh, Who better as well to, to judge a cosplay competition, a guy that dressed up as a Ferengi for seven plus years. You know, exactly. I mean. <laughs> exactly. The well, he still of... does now sometimes, doesn't he? But... He does. Yeah, no, the amount of time that uh, like these guys spent in and out of makeup, uh, I'm sure that it, he's certainly going to have some stories to tell for sure. Oh, definitely. I, I can't wait for that. He, he's, he's just made... He's just made the con. Yeah. Like... We we are st- uh, are we uh, I, I don't know if it's the place to say it is it but we we're still waiting on a couple of other people who we may add yeah but we, I ha- we do have two more potential guests but to be honest even if they fell through Max was our guy he was Max always our guy was he he was our one and only guy that we had our hearts absolutely set on from the beginning. We knew he was going to make it for us, and but he will make it for a, a lot of the, the the listeners and the and the potential con goers. Exactly, because don't get me wrong, the other two guests that we've uh, currently in discussions with uh, will be amazing guests if they do come. They'll be absolutely astounding guests. Definitely. But should they not come, this is big enough. This is amazing. It is. It's brilliant. I, I'm so proud to say that we've got Max on our first conventions. Awesome. Yeah, our very first convention, our first time in the ballpark, and uh, I would say just with that, it's it's a home run. It is. Yeah. It's an absolute home run, and uh, so make sure that you get on TrekmateEvents.com. You go and you book your tickets because those are available now. £12.50 for adult tickets, £6.50 for child tickets, under 12s or under 5s go for free. So, And with that ticket, you are not paying en- anything extra for the talks. No. So the talks are included at that price as well. But they are on first-come, first-served basis, but we have like seating for 400 people or something. 450, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, as Jude says, seating for the talks will be on a first-come, first-served basis, and we will be running that in a fair manner to make sure that uh, there aren't 
anybody just hogging the seats all day will empty yeah. the hall, uh, empty the theatre after every talk. Yeah. Um, to ensure that everybody who wants that particular talk gets it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that price is included, and I, to be honest, I think. Uh, I think with the price point, I think we've priced the convention right. Um, with Max, I think he's amazingly priced himself. Yes. For because uh, sometimes with uh, certain guests at smaller cons, they end up charging higher. But I'm not going to lie, it was something that I was worried about uh, a tiny bit. But Max is such a great guy that you know he's got he's he's got business sense as well as being like a nice guy combined and. He, you know, he's made it so. Yeah. It, it's a great price for everybody, isn't it? Both things: photos, autographs, autographs on your stuff. It, it couldn't yeah. be any more better or competitive, could it? No, exactly, exactly. And uh, and also remember, being at Trekon, you're gonna get probably more time than you would normally to be able to chat with Max as well. I would I would say definitely rather than probably. I I would definitely say so. Yeah. So and uh, that is what, one of the things that we're looking forward to with this con is just uh, being able to have it so that people can in a relaxed manner chat with all of the guests as well. Yeah. So oh, I'm so looking for I've been looking forward to it the whole time but like today it's just that much more now and I, I hope it's the same for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you was waiting to hear this announcement that we've been promising you for weeks that we would hopefully have an announcement at some point soon, it's here. It's here. The tickets are available. Get booking your tickets right now. Come meet the Grand Nagus. That's it. The Grand Nagus himself. Yep. Oh. How do you, I tell you, how do you even follow up from that, dude? How, how do you even follow up? It's, we might as well just stop the pod now. I know, I know. We're, we're, we're just so happy about this. We don't know what to do now with ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, We're just so chuffed. So, so chuffed. Really are. Yeah. And I know that other people are going to be... Uh, equally as happy to see him back in the UK as well. Yeah, me too. I, I'm already in line to get my uh, get some of my stuff autographed and get a picture of Max as Max because I, I mm-hmm. I've got a picture of Max as uh, where he was dressed as Ron one year, mm-hmm. and I, I do treasure that. But um, but I would like to get a picture of Max as Max. Yeah, you know. Oh, definitely, absolutely, definitely. And that's the thing I've always been intending to. At some point, start uh, getting um, autographs on canvases because I wanted to get a nice Deep Space Nine canvas and start yeah. to get the cast signing that. So I think that is going to be the beginning of it this summer. Uh, how cool would it be if every autograph you got on that thing was done at your own convention as well? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be it, pretty. It would cool. be very cool. Yeah, absolutely, do. Absolutely. So, still, I uh, oh, honestly, honestly, I think uh, between 
me and yourself do. I th- uh, the the texts and messages coming back. I think we were so excited when we heard from him, heard yeah. back from him with the final confirmation. Yeah, it's like Christmas has come early, isn't it? It really is. It really is, and I just, I, I, I just, uh, I'm sure, I'm positive that ev- anyone who is sitting on the fence is now like, yep, definitely. Oh, I know there is. Like, I'm not gonna, but I, I can think of names in my head immediately of a bunch of people would be like, okay, now I'm going. Now I'm definitely going. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So that's it. Spread the word, guys. Let everybody know exactly what is going on at Trekon. Uh, we'll be coming out with more and more details of what will be going on over the weekend uh, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, but for now, that is the latest from Trekon. Okay, now we thought that we would get together and discuss the current state of Star Trek Discovery and uh like like discuss all of the latest goings on because uh where we've been so busy with trek on and other things we have missed a few news articles Definitely. Um, and uh, we we thought it'd be good to uh come back see exactly what has happened from the very beginning of discovery and see exactly what the state of play of everything is at the moment because obviously a new series coming out, it is always the most exciting uh, point on the build-up uh, to the show. Definitely, yeah. So obviously the Trek Gasm started back in <laughs> uh, July last year when it was announced at Comic-Con uh, by Brian Fuller that Star Trek Discovery was in uh, on the way. It was in the writing phase. And that it was coming in January 2017. Well, yeah, I'm as excited today as I was on that day when we first heard the announcement. Um, but what I was going to say is since then we've seen and we've spoke earlier today about there's a lot of negative um, press and rumours about it. But I, I just feel like a lot of that is impatience mm-hmm. and and people like they, they want to talk about it, but. I think some people just find it easier to be talk about things from a negative point of view rather than be optimistic. I, I don't really understand it. I wish people could speculate more in a optimistic way, you know, rather than like, oh, this is going wrong, that's going wrong. But well, the thing is, even on day one when it was announced, um, the initial reaction was very mixed, simply because of the teaser. Um, mm-hmm with the ship because inst- instantly Brian Fodder turned around and said it's a concept it's concept yeah. art, it's not the finalised thing, but people really were not happy with the ship some some people yeah, some people to be honest, I didn't mind the concept art of the ship well no, I bought what he said but he also did, I'm sure he said somewhere but it's loosely based on Gene Roddenberry's um, Phase Two, Phase Two designs, and then when I went back and actually looked at them, I was like, "Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it, it that makes total sense." Yeah. Um, and I've seen I've seen other pictures now. Like um, I'm sure we'll bring it up a few times uh, today. There's a uh, the latest 
trailer has got a whole bunch of things in there, but it's yeah. just little bits. And one of the things is, um, I don't know whether you call it like blueprints. I don't know what you call that of the mm-hmm. ship, where it's like on the computer, it's just showing it as a sort of skeleton of it. Yes. Um, and you know, it looks fine to me. There's yeah. a lot of oddly shaped ships out there in the Star Trek universe, and to me, yeah. that one, it seems fine, like the way it's going. Yeah, well, that's the thing. For me personally, um, I, I didn't, it, it didn't bother me the design of the ship, because mm. it's meant to be of that era, uh, of Trek. So it's not going to be the sleekest looking, um, ships no, going. No, we're not in the TNG timeline yet. We're in between Enterprise and uh, TOS. So yeah, that yeah. that's what you're going to get, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And then obviously at first as well, um. Some idiots were making fun at the um, uh, shortened down version of the name to uh, oh, yeah. STD. Do you know what? I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then that got the backs up of the other fans what take everything too seriously. Yeah. How so... dare you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you make a meme. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because... Patrick Stewart thought it was funny. Did he? <laughs> In the meme he did, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, no, of course he <laughs> did. Of course he did. I was like, fuck, did my meme actually get Patrick Stewart? Oh but, god, if yeah. it did, we wouldn't stop going on about it. Hi, we're Trek, mate. Don't forget, Patrick Stewart loves us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, fuck. He liked our meme. That always amused me, though, because it was just one of those things that was a very quick idea in a meme, and then suddenly so many people just did not get the concept of it's a joke. But we're cool with that. Like We're you know, cool with that, that. We're absolutely cool with that's that. That's what we know people is, take. Is, Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But some people are a little bit a lot more light-hearted than others, so, yeah. and us are very much so. So, um... Then we obviously later on found, as you said, it was going to be set pre-TOS, mm-hmm. which once again then uh, got certain fans backed up because they want to see the continuing voyages after Voyager and Deep Space Nine, which Honestly, don't get me wrong. I get, I get that opinion. I get it. I, I'm grateful for anything, to be honest. I'm grateful for any time and uh, I have no problem with it whatsoever yeah I would have liked that as well I think mm-hmm. but you know you've got three shows in the same timeline mm-hmm. in uh, TNG Voyager and DS9 mm-hmm. like what's the harm in having a third one or, or well, it's not even a third one it's one in between the other two TOS and Enterprise what yeah. aren't the same time so mm-hmm. so I don't I don't see a problem with it I, I think uh, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to make a pun here, but like it's logical. It is logical to to yeah. have one in the middle of them. Um, well, the, the thing is, it's a question of there is enough gaps in Trek history that you could easily go through and set up different mini series throughout yeah. all different points, and I telling would hope, different stories. I'd hope in the future that that would carry on as well. I hope. Discovery is not the last Star Trek series we see. I hope we're uh, okay. still watching new ones when we're when we're granddads and stuff. 
that's it. We need something to be talking about. <laughs> we need. Yeah. To... <laughs> As a podcast, we rely on new content. So. Well. Yeah. Sort of. of. Course... Sort of. We've been talking about <laughs> Star Trek for the last five years, so we've done all right yeah. so far. But um, yeah, so it's um, it's one of those things that that didn't bother me whatsoever. Um, but also th- that might come more from the fans who had an issue already with Enterprise. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, a lot of those people are going to be the same people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, it's it's a shame, but still, um, because then it was narrowed down to 10 years before uh, TOS, so that then sets it roughly around the cage sort yep. of timeline, because the cage was 12 years before um, TOS, so you know that there's a potential of Spock being around. Yeah. There's, uh, like whether I wonder if they'll actually um, bring back Spock in a clever sort of way, like they do sometimes with actors that have passed, um, like with CGI and whatnot. They done it with Rogue One with uh, Matey Boy. Yeah, um, I, I forget his name. That what it, Grand Morph Tarkin is the character. Yes. I can't think of the actor Peter. Mm-hmm. Cushing. Is it Peter Cushing? Is that I right? think so, yeah. I'm really sorry if I've got the wrong actor mm-hmm. there. I just, I just can't remember. Yeah, they could do that, or you never know. Something will, that, that will pee some people off if they do. But what might pee people off more is if they Even bring more. in... Uh, Quinto. Uh, yeah, Quinto. Zachary Quinto. The the new JJ Spock. Yeah. Which what wouldn't would bother piss... me. That wouldn't bother me at all. I'd, I'd be no. grateful for either, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I I agree. That wouldn't bother me whatsoever because I don't mind Quinto, and I haven't got a problem with the Abrams uh, verse whatsoever. No, neither do yeah. I. And it's you know, it's not like they have to say he is the one from the the JJ verse. Like you can just uh, you know still have him playing a, a young Spock. Well, no, if it's if it's twelve years before TOS and um, the cage and that sort of thing has happened, then it's definitely not the JJ verse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I'm I'm still cool with that actor. It you, you don't have to no uh, do anything with the JJ verse in in this series. No, you don't. And that's the thing. You don't actually have to go near it to use Quinto. So that's that doesn't actually. Um, bother you know, me whatsoever. Neither, neither one of those things would bother me, and they they both make me happy. I think I I think it would be sensible writing. You're you're doing something that that's close that it that is that close in the timeline to <laughs> TOS. Why the hell would you not even at least mention Spock? Which I'm sure they will. Even if you don't see him on screen, I know there's going to be mm-hmm. talk about him. You know, there's got to be like nods to TOS sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to assume that there will be. And to be honest, I'm still hoping that in true Star Trek t- uh, tradition, because ever since um, ever since TNG, there's always been a character from the previous uh, incarnations to hand over the torch. That's true, actually. Do you know what? I'd not thought too much about that. 
because TNG had Dr. McCoy uh, on the ship seeing her off on the first mission. You've got me thinking now, like who, who that could potentially be if it was an actual actor as well as the, the character. Yeah, because then um, Deep Space Nine had Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, Voyager had Quark as well as the station. Yeah. Um, Enterprise had Zephyr and Cochrane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my hope would be that should they do the same with Discovery, is I would want it to be T'Pol. I was just thinking in my head, could it really be anyone else other than her? When you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Unless you're counting a CGI Spock or a Zachary Quinto Spock. Because Archer, think... Archer would have to be dead and his crew by then, wouldn't they, apart from T'Pol? I'm not sure what the lifespan of the Nobulans are. No, me neither. But, um, but yeah, Vulcans, T'Pol would still be around. Yeah. In a Depends because... adult diapers. Well, the thing, not even necessarily as far gone as that, because you've got to think, between um, TOS and TNG, uh, there's a good hundred years. And I think Spock was already, what, about 50 or so when he was on the Enterprise? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? I'm sure he was around that sort of age. We, we've had this conversation recently, and I don't think either of us was exactly sure how old he yeah. was. At that time. Um, yeah, so when his crossover and unification come, that would be like probably roughly the same sort of age as what T'Pol would be on this age. Because yeah. I know uh, T'Pol was... Wasn't she... Wasn't she like late 30s or 40s in Enterprise? I can't remember to be certain. Do you know what? I don't know because they they had it as sort of a little running joke. But on there the is one point where she tells Trip. Yeah. There is one episode where she does tell Trip um, exactly how old she is. So well, yeah, you, no, I think you should know that then, doing your recent rewatch. Yeah, exactly. I should know that. I should know that. But yeah, no, I I would hope that they would be able to get Jolene Blaylock uh, to yeah, on the ears one more time. Me too. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got that uh, potential there. And then I think also around that sort of time, they announced that the um, main character wasn't actually going to be the captain. That's right, and yeah, that, that was an early announcement. That was an early announcement, and they announced that it was also going to be a female ca- uh, character, and yeah. I think I think Fulham at that point might have hinted at the character being called number one. Yeah, yeah, I, th- there was a bit of that about, but you know, we'll, we'll see if that comes true. But see if that materializes mm. at all. Um, I, I don't mind that... if it is or it isn't. You know, like yeah, but to be honest, every. It, like... Uh, just because it, it, even if the character's nickname is number one doesn't mean it's number one from the cage because um, I mean hell uh, oh, no, I, how I many captains would, would, call yeah. their first officers number one 
Yeah, I mean, you've got... Um, uh, we've, we've got it up on the channel now. I started playing Star Trek Online recently, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they do it in there. They have... Uh, the first captain you serve under is calling you, so therefore everyone who's ever played Star Trek Online number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I take that with a pinch of salt. Um, yeah, and then we'll we'll see on that one, won't we? Yeah, exactly. And then also at that point they also announced that there was going to be the first regular gay character in yeah. a series, which for me personally there was a bit of a non-announcement because it, it would have made a lot more difference a longer time ago wouldn't it? it's one of those things like where like yeah that that's great and all but you know you could have done that in 1987 and that might have made a lot more difference back then yeah because now i th- that's the thing i think the best thing that you can do to represent um gay equality uh everything is just show it as an absolute norm just it not even being an issue that's brought up. How well, they that's did? What you're saying that, but we've not seen it yet. And and I would hope and think that 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 is what they're going to do, where where it's not a big deal. Yeah, because that's the thing. I, I would assume. I would hope that they just deal with it the same way that they did with um, Sulu in Beyond. It's yeah. just that is what it is. Yeah. And also, to be honest, with next gen and onwards, though, I don't think I even, at the point of watching them in their original uh, times, I don't think I even questioned their sexuality in the sense of I felt that they were, at that point in time, the species is probably past um, identifying as either straight or gay it's just very fluid I th- yeah I know what you're saying there's a, there's a lot of little things what just felt like they were inferred by Gene Roddenberry's vision for mm-hmm. TNG where they might not have been said out loud but yeah you do have to presume that uh, you know the you way you just that... gotta look at the scans oh yeah yeah the first series yeah yeah. Yeah. No. So that's the thing. I think it was just for me. I just assumed that it was past that point of identifying as one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's a good way to think of it. I, I still think all those shows in the eighties and nineties could have could have done stuff to help people of the eighties and nineties. You know. Mhm. That, that they didn't do, but. Um... Yeah, yeah we'll, no, definitely. We'll see how they go with doing that stuff in uh, in Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek to do they do? Yeah, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. Um, yeah, yeah. Good luck to them and whatever yeah. they decide to do with that with with those characters. Yeah, no, exactly. Because um, I, as I said, either way, I don't think it really makes any sort of uh, difference. One way or another. Yeah, so we've had uh, several actor-character announcements um, over the last couple of months. Well, not a couple mm-hmm. of months, but since the original announcement. Uh, mm-hmm. 
think we've got like, is it three Klingons? Yeah, three Klingons. Um, There's a whole bunch of people now because obviously the first person that they came out with was uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, and everyone, including us, got excited thinking mm-hmm. that she was going to be the star of the show. Yeah, but no, she's um, she's going to be a regular. She's going to be uh, playing the uh, captain of... I still don't know how to pronounce the ship's uh, name. Is it like the Shenmue or something like that? Yeah, it was. Something like that. Something like that. It wasn't um, the Shenmue. That's just an old no. computer game, what me and you love. But... Shouju or something is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so she's going to be a regular character, but she's going to be a captain of another ship. Um, and then uh, Doug Jones and Anthony Ramp were announced uh, to be playing science officer uh, Saru and uh, Stamens or Stamens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have three Klingons all announced at the same time, didn't we? Yeah, and then we had the three Klingons announced, uh, which uh, was... Um, uh, that must have been in December, because I remember we that announced That was December. Yeah. Which was uh, Shazid uh, Latif, uh, Chris Obi, and Marie Chifo, or Shifo, um, all going to be playing the Klingons. Uh, then January... Uh, James Frain was announced as being Sarek. That's right. Yeah, that was that was a cool one, especially knowing that you're getting a uh, an old character. Yeah, exactly. Someone who is already a staple in the Trek universe is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in between the two, obviously, we got our the star of our show, which yeah. we were very excited about. Well, I'm still very excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Sonequa uh, Martin Green who, uh, for ourselves, we know her best from The Walking Dead. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha from The Walking Dead. And she absolutely kicks ass in that show. And she's going to be the main character. Yeah. So uh, that was one that we was personally uh, really excited about. I know that many other fans would be as well. Yeah. And I've, see, I've seen a few mock pictures of her today on, online. Of uh, you know, obviously Sasha, like a screenshot of Sasha, but they put her in mm-hmm. TNG uniforms, and I know she won't be wearing a TNG uniform, but it was still just a cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, absolutely, absolutely. And oh. then also, no, go on, you say what you're going to say. And then also there was uh, three more uh, cast announcements in February. Uh, of three more Starfleet officers, which was uh, Terry Serpico, who's going to be an admiral, Admiral Ad- uh, Anderson, uh, then Malik uh, Pancholi as uh, one of the doctors, and Sam v- Vartholomews. is All these names are going to soon become household names with trackies but at the moment I'm sure they will but at the moment they sound more like the alien names themselves don't they from the yeah. show after them a, well that's the thing Sam Varfolomews is going to be playing Ensign Connor I yeah. can pronounce that a lot easier yeah weird isn't it 
it's usually the other way around. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, no, so we've got three more uh, announced. So, yeah, and, I've not been counting, but I think it's more than ten, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's, it certainly seems that way. It yeah, seems yeah. That way. So, you can really paint a picture, can't you, with all those uh, announcements of actors mm-hmm. and characters. It's all coming together. Yeah, it is, and... I uh, it it does make it, it it does make me excited to see like all of the casting announcements, see what's going on, and then obviously early doors they did announce um, that the uh, in in production was going to have um, obviously at the time we uh, Brian Fuller was heading it yeah so we was in very high hopes of what he had in store for the show. Yeah. Um, and then he had to leave due to other commitments from having two other shows going on at the same time. Yeah, which I can understand. Like I, I did say that you know the selfish part of my brain thinks like, oh, if you've got to pick two out of the three, make one of them be Star Trek. But I, I do get it. You know, Star mm-hmm. Trek is obviously part of his past and has helped him get where he is. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how involved he is in those other shows. They might be things that he has more control over, mm-hmm. and he might have felt that with um, going back into Star Trek that he's not going to have as much control. He might be butting heads with people or something like well, that. One of the rumours going around at the time um, was that uh, Fuller stepped aside more because he was butting heads with the head of CBS, because uh, the head of CBS, I'm sure it was uh, Glenn Geller, um, very much wanted to sex up the show and to Mm. make it look sleeker, make it look as futuristic as possible. And Brian Fuller kept on saying, no, it needs to be kept simple because... It's set between Enterprise and TOS. It needs to be within like what fans would expect to be in that time period. It's 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 a very believable, I'd say, sort of rumor that one. But obviously, neither side of that rumor will have confirmed any no. of that, will they? No, I don't think they have. So as you said, it is extremely believable. Yeah. Because especially since apparently um, Glenn Geller can't, uh, like, often gets Star Trek and Star Wars confused. Yeah, that's so, not good, is it? But no. uh, I, I was saying to you on the phone, I think, earlier on today, as as long as its head of CBS or Star Trek is, is not getting the creative control of everything going on and getting the last mm-hmm. day on everything, then we may still be all right. As long as there's enough people lower down to have the power to say no you can't do that you know mm-hmm. if you want this show to work you, you've got to be true to the fans and true to the show and mm-hmm. uh, to an extent anyway yeah no no definitely i agree i agree um i'm and also it, it, at least when brian fuller did leave they didn't just throw out all of the work that he's done they did uh say that they are using the scripts that he had wrote and using the outline for the series of which he had wrote. And yeah, I, I know, I know that, um, Brian Fuller's, 
him gone on board and uh, and said that should the show get a second season, um, that he would be willing to return if they wanted him or needed him. Yeah, yeah, that that is one thing that is is one hundred percent true, isn't it? You yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, no, and I know that some some people um, who don't like the JJ verse would have been um, a bit more pessimistic about uh, Alex Kurtzman being a part of uh, the production team as well. But, yeah, I, I know you're right about that, but I, I've no idea how much input they had on the on the JJ stuff. Well, I, I don't really have a problem with the JJ stuff personally. But... Alex Kurtzman was one of the co-writers for original Star Trek and Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the co-writers uh, for it, um, but in this he's the executive producer. Oh, he's the executive. Oh, well, executive producer is a very sort of loose term these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see because also it was reassuring to that when they announced that Nicholas Meyer was uh, gonna be a, a part of the team as one of the writers and consulting producers that's definitely one that me and you and many people are happy about and, and i hope he does stay on board as well mm-hmm. and if, also obviously everyone's gonna most people will remember who he is but if they don't he he's responsible for wrath of khan yeah exactly he, he was uh, the writer and director of wrath of khan and the undiscovered country mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I, and with him on the team, I have a lot of faith in what he can produce as well. Even though he's not done um, like the actual series, he's done the movies. The movies that he mm. did uh, produce uh, like, were fantastic. Definitely, yeah. So I, I hope he can bring that sort of quality that he brought to the movie world to the um, mm-hmm. to the to the small screen because we talk about it a lot on here, you know. Like, the two are sort of overlapping more and more these days where there's some TV shows that are, you know, getting bigger budgets than movies becoming like grander in, in, in their budgets and stories mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, so, so yeah, I think it could be a great fit with, uh, Nicholas Meyer on board. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, then we ended up getting our second, uh, trailer in January this year, mm-hmm. and um, obviously is much. Oh, before we even get into that, we got the bloody teaser trailer uh, towards the end of last year that told us absolutely nothing about Discovery whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the, the one that you could uh, manipulate the camera? Yeah, the one which yeah. was leaving a space dock and flying past every single ship that was named Enterprise. Yeah. And they didn't do the NX-01, I don't think, did they? I think they did, actually. Did they? They might have done. I'm going to have to re-watch it again. I think they, I think they did. You think? Actually, you're probably right. I think they did. Yeah, I think they did. But then, um, what made me laugh is because this show is called Discovery, so it's not even based around the Enterprise. So why didn't they highlight the Defiant or Voyager? Yeah, 
Or <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that probably is an example of like the big wigs at CBS just saying put something out now, just put a trailer but, out, you know, put anything. But in. also the but thing is, the people behind the, the scenes. <laughs> yeah, the, you see that so often with um, highlight reels of Trek, especially over the 50th anniversary. Yeah, they show plenty of TNG, plenty of TOS. And Naffle, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. There was so much of that going on last year, yeah, where you just wouldn't see either of those, any of those three shows. Which, no. Uh, it was a letdown. You know, like, it, I appreciate it's... that it's the 50th anniversary, and that's, you know, that only exists because of TOS. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to put TNG in there, mm-hmm. why not put the others in there? It, it didn't make any sense, did it, to just sort of ignore it? No, it just, it does seem like the big wigs absolutely don't even understand the significance of the other shows to the fans. No, they don't. Uh, which I I wish that those shows were not just more respected, but I wish they were more like um, I wish there was more merchandise for for that stuff. Like you would see mm-hmm. as much like DS9 shirts in 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 a shop, you know, like. But like I can walk into HMV or Tesco, and I can go and pick up something, some merch based on TOS. Easily. But it's really hard for me to find something DS9. Mhm. And then you've got all the the Blu-rays coming out of TNG and TOS and Roddenberry Bolt, but not even a sniff of a DS9 or no. uh, you know or Voyager Blu-rays, mm-hmm. unfortunately. We've got Enterprise, but that's because it was filmed in a time where it was a lot easier for them to just go, right, bang. You know, we filmed it in HD or whatever it was, slap it straight on. But they just don't want to seem to give uh, Voyager and DS9 their their due. The problem with that was apparently the TNG Blu-rays didn't sell amazingly. I know that, um, but the, the things I would say to that is that I think that's partly due to the fact that they've got it on Netflix for everybody to watch. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, why should I go and get the Blu-ray when I can watch it on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the other point I was going to make. Um, but, yeah, no, I do understand where you're coming from, and at the same point, I think that Surely Netflix would be willing to pay more as well for the HD versions. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I think you would get even more people watching if uh, if people knew they were going to be watching in HD. Yeah, because I see, I know it costs millions to um, like uh, do all of the conversion because of the way that it was recorded and filmed. So. But that's it's... what I was going to say. Like, you know, it's it's taken some people 15, 20 years to even get round to watching DS9 when they didn't watch it the first time or, or Voyager. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I really believe, you know, with a company like CBS, if you just put mm-hmm. that money into making the Blu-rays, you might not make it back overnight, but you are eventually going to make that money back and, and way more. You know, oh, just definitely. just give it time, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. These Absolutely. are these are TV series, but are never going to stop having new 
viewers and new people mm-hmm. interested in it and going back and discovering what they've missed. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. There's always new fans coming in, especially with the movies and whatnot. It does uh, bring new fans into the um, fan base. Mm. So um, we oh, also we're then we're getting way off track, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, we then got the second trailer, like the second proper trailer, and now oh, that's, like, that's why we went off track. Yeah, uh, basically the Star Trek is uh, trailer. Oh when... yes, the third, the, technically the third trailer. Yeah, exactly the the third trailer, and um, obviously we got the reveal of the official new logo with the new uh, Delta shield uh, yep. behind it. Um, we also then uh, basically the uh, trailer was like re, uh, like putting into your head that they are beginning again. They're going back to like how it sort of started when there's like saying like uh, the first three words Gene Roddenberry wrote was Star Trek is, and now we're doing that again. Yeah. And then they did show some cool uh, footage of them building the sets. Yeah, I do, I do like that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, that was cool. And uh, oh, and also, at this point, we've missed out as well. They put back the release date. It wasn't coming out in January no more. Then yes. they said it was May, and now it's going to be sometime end of summer or autumn. And I, I would just say what we've said every time. Like To me, I think that's got to be a good thing. If it means that they're going to make the show as as quality as they can then then so be mm-hmm. it. I, I know we all want to see it but you know would you rather you know like if you put something in the oven like you want it to be cooked just right don't you you don't want to take it out halfway through because you're so excited about it and then give yourself food poisoning or whatever yeah. and I see, I see this the same way mm-hmm. like good things come to those who wait I, I hope yeah, I would, I would hope so too. I would hope so too, and I think it will be worth uh, waiting for because the amount of effort that seems to be going into the show yeah. is certainly promising. I know that some people have even been critical of the show, saying that CBS aren't 100% behind it because they're putting it straight on their streaming service rather than on the TV uh, channel. Oh, then, right. I, I never really saw it that way. No, I, I never I saw it, it that way. I thought it the opposite way, actually, but mm-hmm. they had so much faith in it that they were like, this is going to get us money on that. Because that's what yeah. it's about, those things, isn't it? Because that's the thing. The, the market has changed. It's not. I don't watch hardly anything on traditional TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff that I watch is streaming. And if they're really wanting to push their streaming service, they're going to want to put the Golden Goose on there. Yeah, that's how I saw it, definitely. That is exactly how I saw it as well. I, mean, I, don't, I, it, I think a lot of the Star Trek fans what got grumpy about it were only grumpy because they're like, oh, that's I've another got fucking subscribed to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, they know and it was only it. the American fans because everyone else is like, oh, well, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel very privileged with that, to be honest. 
yeah. obviously we have to subscribe to Netflix over here and pay out for that, but you get all sorts of stuff on there, including all the other Star Trek series, which I'm I'm really glad for because that frees up a lot of space on my bookshelf at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so in that third trailer, uh, as well as some of the sets, we did get to see a glimpse of some of the costumes. Yeah, we saw um, we saw a tiny bit of uh, a Starfleet one, which I would have to say looks like a cross between Enterprise and TOS. Would you say yeah, that's fair? I, I would say that is absolutely fair, because, yeah, it had the Delta Shield logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Enterprise blue. Yeah, but the, the material looks somehow a bit more I, I mm-hmm. don't know, futuristic, less less astronauty. No, it did look less astronaut. It was definitely a hybrid between Enterprise and TOS. Obviously, I, th- I think they've got someone who knows what they're doing in the costume department, design department there. Yeah, because for me... I th- it just from that one very brief glimpse, because we don't see the bottom half, we literally no. only see the top part of the chest. Yes. And uniform-wise, that was enough to get me excited, because I absolutely adore Enterprise. Yeah. And I know it might not go hand-in-hand hand with what hap- what they were wearing in the cage, but in the cage they were just wearing jumpers, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think to see them in something like this would be much cooler. Um also we got to see um costumes of uh like alien uh, costumes hanging up alien costumes which were very spiky, very leathery sort of I'll tell you what they reminded me of, like a, a, a lot of the computer games I play, like Skyrim, mm-hmm. where uh, you can sort of like design your own armor and like get different levels of it, and it's just so over the top, like where you've had mm-hmm. to where you've had to like kill a dragon or something, like yeah. and make your armor out of the dragon's skin. That that's what it was like to me. Like it's mm-hmm. almost sort of like living material, like it's off some sort of beast or something. Uh, yeah. But they look very cool. They did look very cool. They did look very cool. But those pictures then came into play um, a little bit later mm. as well, when there was a tweet from Andrew Mackey, who, uh, well, not even a tweet, he shared it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, in earlier uh, Earlier in February, about the 11th or so, um, basically he had put hanging out with my new Klingon crew today on the set of the new Star Trek and the look of the Klingons upset a lot of people because um, obviously Enterprise had explained that um, how the, the loss of the ridges had happened yeah and people were expecting ridgeless Klingons. Obviously, should there be ridged Klingons, I don't think it's the end of the world, because not necessarily every single Klingon would have been affected by the disease. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, that that's not going to upset me too much either way, whether we see... Actually, mm-hmm. I think I've said it on here before, whether we see one or the other or both, to yeah. be honest. Um, but one thing I was saying to you uh, before the recording of this is, mm-hmm. A, I'm not sure if that picture is 100% genuine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not been put out by... Um, CBS themselves. That's not a picture that they wanted to be seen. No. And B, that there's no confirmation, real confirmation, that they are Klingons. No. Uh, that's that's exactly what we were discussing before we went live. Um, the, the thing is, all we have to go by to say that these are Klingons is that they have ridges going all the way to the back of their head and that Andrew Mackey has said they're Klingon. Yeah. Um, the thing is, right, I know that some Klingons in the motion picture had ridges going towards the back of their head. So it's not unprecedented. Um, the uniforms aren't very Klingon. Like, I know no. Klingons wore lots of leather and everything and did have spikes and whatnot, but... And, and also these... in TOS, you know, it was way more subtle than that in TOS, wasn't it? It was it was just way like, more subtle. like a sort of grey jumper or something, just with like a sash, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but even if they were going for the Klingon attire that was accepted and set in Enterprise and TNG and later. Um, I don't think it's close enough to these uniforms that they're wearing. No, like I say, it looks more to me like some sort of, like, almost like medieval type thing, you know, where it's... Yeah, um, yeah it's, not, it's not like what we've seen in Trek before, that's for sure, but... As I've no, said, I'm not 100% sure that these are Klingons. Even if they are, they could be, you know, a group that's been separated from the others. They could have been mm-hmm. living somewhere else for, for years. They could be, because to be honest, um, the head shapes don't seem right. It's very odd, isn't picture. it? Like, um, They're almost like domed a bit. They're a little yeah. bit like... Um, uh, a little bit cone-heady. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And the ears, they don't have ears. We know, we know closely. Yeah, th- they've got ears that are just embedded in their skulls. Yeah. Um, and also trying to take a closer look at a couple of the Klingons, even the ridges on the front don't seem right for Klingons. Yeah. So I think like you, I'm going to actually say that I'm not sure if these actually are Klingon yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not convinced. Even though it is... But the thing is, Andrew Mackey might have been trying to throw people off the wrong... 
like send they, people down the garden path. They do all sorts of stuff like that these days, don't they? Like it's mm-hmm. it's exposure as well. It it gets people talking, like like we're talking right now about it. Yeah. Um. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And you know, we'll 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 know the truth come uh, whenever it is now, <laughs> whenever they decide to yeah. release it. Yeah. Full full at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one, Deirdre. I'm not convinced that they really are Klingon mm. or not. But the thing is, every everyone's always willing to jump on straight away and accept um, whatever words have been said as true. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, then also we got to see a couple of nice blueprints of ships. Yeah. And um, some more content, uh, concepts art for ships. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like seeing that. Um, I hope it puts some people's minds at ease who weren't mm-hmm. pleased with the original uh, video. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think it looks, I think it looks fine. Yep. From, then, from what little we've got, seen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think so too. And we also got to see the um, the shadowed like outline of. Uh, the captain's chair. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought As for a well. second that the chair was moving, like the arms were moving on it, but I don't think it was. I think it's just mm-hmm. the way the camera pans from top to bottom or the other way around. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right there. But but so... yeah, it's cool. I, I look for it's one of those videos where, like it or not, you're you're going to keep going back and watching that video while you're waiting for. The next, the yes. next sort of thing. Yeah, you're going to be trying to analyse whatever you can. Yeah. Out of there. Um, obviously, uh, then also in um, an interview uh, with uh, Nick Myers, uh, like around, I'm not sure which con it was. Um, it might have been Vegas, actually. Probably. Um, yeah, and it, he pretty much uh, Nick Meyer pretty much confirmed that he uh, hoped that the show would continue on with the same sort of morality and um, the tradition of uh, stories that reflect the time and whatnot. So, so I think Nick Meyer in in the interview that he did do kind of reassured me that that is where the writing team wants to go still. Yeah, oh shit, sorry. Sorry, something just fell off my shelf and scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I yeah, I totally agree uh, with with Nick there and um, yeah, I hope it will. Yeah, I, I, so... I don't see why not. I mean, God, they'd have to be pretty silly at C- CBS to to screw this one up, I think. They would be, but also I don't think... I don't think they would put the time and the money that they are into Discovery and not actually give a shit. Yeah. Because well, I think... I think I've said before, I honestly feel like surely it's got to be harder to screw this one up than it would to, mm-hmm. to make it accept, uh, success. 
Yeah, I would, I would think so. I would think so because obviously, you, uh, being on Netflix and whatnot, you're also going to get people checking it out who haven't always necessarily been hardcore Trek fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that does happen. I hope a lot of people are watching this for the first time, mm-hmm. and then because and then also, go I think forwards or from backwards, what I've, however you want to put it. Yeah. And uh, I think also from what I've heard, literally with the amount of money that Netflix has paid to secure the rights to show Discovery worldwide, um, is is near enough the production costs of the entire thing, which lessens the amount of risk from CBS as well. Yeah. So, I think going forward, I know we've discussed it on the pod, um, and we haven't discussed it on any YouTube videos, but I think what ultimately will really determine how successful this show is, is the fans. Yes, yes, definitely. It's going to make a big difference how, how people choose to support Trek in general, and you know, yeah, how much faith they that they put in the show to, you know, from from episode one of season one to to the to the final one. I I don't know how long they'll go. Some of them, some of them have like a short first season, don't they? Um, yeah. Actually, well, no. I think this one has already said that, haven't they? Haven't it's they? Got, this one is going to have thirteen episodes. Yeah, so I think that makes it easier for a lot of people who may not be as patient as mm-hmm. others to 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 watch all 13 and be patient and see how it plays out from yeah. episode 1 to episode 13 and see how that story evolves and, and where we might go with season 2. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope so, because the thing is, we've now gone a decade with no new Trek on TV. Yeah. And... Whether you agree or not, the reason why we've gone with no new track for that long is because the higher up uh, powers that be at CBS thought that Trek had grown tired because it wasn't receiving the numbers uh, that it was. Obviously, at that point in time they were only looking at figures from the States, where where I think nowadays, um, especially with streaming, they may be looking a lot more worldwide to see how well it's doing on Netflix elsewhere. Well, well, I really hope they do, because, you know, obviously they're going to have the the CBS app or whatever the hell it's called over there um but yeah like i really hope it does reflect and uh and they see that we do make a difference on this side of the pond yeah exactly and i think because it's it's a question of people were very very quick to bash on enterprise um 
we won't go into that now. We've gone very much in detail on that, especially recently, and we're going to be going more into that when we discuss um, the closing episodes of Enterprise in our reviews that are coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, but I know you feel the same, dude, that um, people judged Enterprise far too quickly before watching enough of it to formulate a fair rounded opinion yeah yeah too too much that went on at the time and, and still goes on now where people don't give it a chance and and that's what we're saying with discovery they they need to do that you need to not um you know be picking out all the negatives straight away because anyone can do that with any program or franchise but i think we need to look for the positives and and hope that they improve, you know, they can always improve this stuff, can't they? Yeah, yeah. because quite frankly, uh, excluding TOS, anyone who turns around and tells me that season one of TNG or Deep Space Nine or Voyager was better than Enterprise, you're talking shit, because it wasn't. Enterprise hit its stride far sooner. Yeah. They really, and... it really felt like they knew what they were doing from season one, from episode one, in fact. Yeah. Like, but... you know, you watch that first episode of Enterprise and, and they know where they're going with that show and, you know, you're getting to know the characters, like you're starting mm-hmm. this mission with them from that mm-hmm. first episode and uh, you didn't, really get you know i mean i know there was a beginning to all of the stories mm-hmm. on the other shows but it just didn't didn't work the same way that enterprise did no and don't get me wrong i'm not bashing the other shows because i love every single incarnation of trek um but can you honestly turn around and say that with season one of tng you would get renewed for a second season nowadays. Yeah, we've said that, haven't we? But if that if that really was a new show now, that might be the show that may not make it to a second series because of things like Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It it, it really would struggle. It really would struggle. And you've also then got maybe classism within the fan base of people that only care about TOS, TNG and maybe Voyager Mm. or just care about TOS and TNG um, that didn't like the different sides of Trek that Deep Space Nine and Enterprise put forward. Mm Um. But to those fans, what I would turn around and say is, it is okay to not like something. Yeah. It is okay to turn around and think, that's not my favourite series. That isn't my favourite um, uh, incarnation of Trek. That I didn't enjoy that episode. It's okay to not like something. Yeah. But don't give your opinion until you've formulated it on actually going through and watching it all the way. And because... also, like I was saying uh, on last week's, I think, with Netflix, don't go rating it down. 
<laughs> because the Klingons yeah. have got too many ridges or or whatever yeah, silly don't... little reasons. You know, wait. E- either either give it a higher rating, just so you can support this franchise that's you know uh, entertained us for fifty years, or just wait. Mm-hmm. Just just wait and don't don't give it any star rating until you've watched that whole series and and then make your mind up. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, until you have watched something solidly, like if you gave Enterprise the first two seasons, you can formulate, you can turn around and say, I didn't like Enterprise based on the first two seasons. Mm. To write off the entire thing as absolute shit because. They're all very different, aren't they, with Enterprise? Yeah, and they are all very different. They arguably get better as well. Even though yeah. I love all four, it's a mm-hmm. very easy argument to say that they get better. Yeah, it is. It is. And, um, but what you've. Uh, the, the thing is, until. until you have given that thing a chance, until you've watched it, your opinion means shit. <laughs> Because it's true, you 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 can't expect your opinion to have any sort of weight or validity if you're basing it off of what Matey Boy said. If you're basing it on oh, I watched the first episode and yeah. fuck the Klingons had ridges. I didn't like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you if you've watched if you've watched it all the way through and you still think it's shit, fine, that's absolutely fine. You're allowed. Yeah. But the thing is, by watching it all the way through, you supported the franchise. Yeah. And that is what Discovery needs. Discovery needs our support. It doesn't need instant criticism and um and instantly turn around saying, "Well, I'm not watching the rest of that." Yeah. That's it. I I just hope you know. I I know like us rambling on on these pods and videos and stuff will only make a little bit of an impact. But I I I hope that it does sort of. That is a thing that just happens throughout the Trek community around the whole world, where people mm-hmm. decide to follow the sort of uh, lessons that Trek has taught us to be optimistic and be. Be better people and, and not not go down that route of being negative and picking out mm-hmm. its faults and, and shining a light on that rather than uh, looking at it as a whole and, and you know trying to see what the positives are. Yeah, no, I I would hope so as well. I would hope so as well because the thing is, as we said, this is the first TV series uh, since like over a decade now, and. Do we really want to be waiting another decade for another series? Whether you like Discovery or not, the next series that might come out, you might love. Do you know what I want? What I would really love? I want to be where fans were at in like 1997 or whatever it was, where you had three different things running at the same time. Mm-hmm. Where you, you were had the TNG movies, you had the DS9, you had the Voyager... Well, and yeah, it was a golden age. Exactly, yeah, and I, I want that again. I, I want, I want us and new generations to have that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing. It's 
there is plenty of room if there's enough support for it. Yeah. So, to make it happen, people need to be supporting uh, the show. And even if you... What I would even say is, even if you don't like the show, fucking just put on Netflix, whack it on play, and go do the housework. Yeah. I I do that. I definitely just, do that with track, yeah. Just get those views up so that people can see that it's being watched. Yeah. Because, as we said, you even if you don't end up liking Discovery, you may love what comes next. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let's let's make it a second golden age. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I so. do have high high hopes for Discovery. I really do. I I really feel like we've got a very cool series coming. I have very high hopes for it as well. I have very high hopes, and it'll be interesting to see, um, like the uh, as we get closer, more rumours coming out, more teasers, finding out more details, and it'll be interesting to see exactly where the show does end up going. I think we're going to get plenty of both uh, teasers and rumours. Yeah, I think so. I think so, and we will be bringing you those. Uh, as and when they happen on the Trackmate YouTube channel. So, that's it. It's been a full episode, full with uh, plenty of announcements uh, regarding Trek on, uh, plenty going on, and also uh, I think it's nice to take a look at what exactly is going on in Discovery. So, to be honest, you've had plenty in this show, so just be grateful of that because you ain't getting a Trek off. <laughs> We've ran out of time. Real life has come to yeah. head, and uh, there won't be a trek off this week. But we uh, hope that you're excited about what we've uh, discussed, anyway. Yeah, we we definitely are. I I know people listening to this will be. Yeah, exactly. So uh, for now, until next week, I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins, and that was Trek, mate. I request permission to go after him. I cannot allow you to do this. Jim, you're not actually going after this guy, are you?
They call me Mud. They call me Borg. They call me Kong. They call me Chang. That's not my name. A Star Trek fame. That's not my name. JJ's to play. They call me Soren. Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. 
we will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.